Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Good to Know Shreveport Bossier. This is a podcast showcasing all the good things happening in our community. My name is Jeff Bimefor. Over here to my right, co-host Paul Reeser. He's the big shot around town, member of the Committee of 100. <laughs> and uh, every podcast, we focus on topics and initiatives that have a positive impact on our community. We've got new episodes every other Wednesday. And you can find Good to Know wherever you listen to your podcasts. And as always, Paul, the honor to introduce our new guest is yours. Well, thank you very much. And it is an <laughs> honor. And uh, you, you called me a big shot. I feel a little more confident about being a big shot because <laughs> Dr. Laura Cassidy has uh, decided to be our first ever second guest. Repeat. Our, our first ever repeat guest. <laughs> She's come back to see us again. And uh, Dr. Laura Cassidy is the founder and the board chair for the Louisiana Key Academy. And if you have kids or know anyone that does, you definitely want to stay tuned to this podcast because it's it's important information that Dr. Cassidy has to share with us. And we're just happy to have you back. Thanks for coming back, Laura. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, we had you on uh, several months ago when we were in our temporary digs when we were mm -hmm. building our new studio and everything. So uh, Zoom call. Yeah, early yeah Zoom that's calls. right. Um, and at the time, you were kind of just getting into uh, creating this Key Academy in Caddo Parish, and um, you, you've done this in other places before. So it, just to get started, explain to us what the Key Academy is. So Louisiana Key Academy is a charter school, uh, which means it's tuition free for students with dyslexia. Mm -hmm. Those are kids that are struggling to read, learning to read, they have terrible spelling, and basically it's a place where they can come and um, have trained teachers that know how to help them access the, the language and the reading skills and all the things they need to be successful as a student. Yeah, because that's the baseline. If you can't grasp that, then you can't really move on. Right, and those skills are acquired early. And so it's really important uh, if your child's struggling to learn how to read, learn the alphabet, you know, you listen to them read and they're like humming, hemming and ha humming and ha whatever it yeah. is. Hemming um, and hawing. She sounds yeah. like me. I'm rubbing <laughs> off on her. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 those, are, those are important signs. So, but but and as a parent though you and you are the parent of a dyslexic child. Yes. And but you pick up on that stuff early, right? Yes, yes, so we know that they can, uh, these are smart kids, they'll often have speech delay, not always, but they'll have a hard time learning the alphabet or they'll know it one day and they won't know it the next day. Uh, again, when they go to school, all the other kids, say in first grade, are starting to read and they're not reading or they're not reading like their peers are. Again, they may know a word, but then they don't know it the next day and they, they're not connecting the sounds with the alphabet. So say dog, you know, they don't know to go dog, dog. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are important clues. Well, something that's really interesting is, as I was researching this a little bit, aren't you proud of me, Jeff? I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dyslexia is very much misunderstood. I always thought, oh, they just get their words backwards, but there's a lot more than that. And also, if you identify it early, how much difference it makes in the education of the child. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. One, they're smart kids, so this problem with learning to read 
has nothing to do with anything else. They can think and reason well. And so you're sort of baffled, like, why? Yeah, there's a smart kid. Right, so that's why it's called this unexpected difficulty in reading. And people say, oh, just wait, oh, just they're a boy, or, you know, et cetera. But no, it's a real entity and it's common. And so it's um, helping people understand what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not just flipping the letters, but it is really attaching the sounds to the squiggly lines that we call the alphabet. Hmm. Um, we should probably give a little bit of your background here at this point. You are quite an accomplished uh, doctor yourself. Uh, worked in the breast cancer field, I guess, and uh, married to Senator Bill Cassidy, who is also a doctor. You guys have an incredible family. And uh, so uh, was it easier as doctors for y'all to pick up on this, or is this something that any parent picks up on? So um, I was fortunate enough to team up with um, the leading scientists, which are medical doctors at Yale Medical School, um, who have published the most work and done the most research on dyslexia and so like the textbooks for pediatrics you know it's all in the literature the findings from the Shaywitzes and so I do think having the medical background helped and so my job as I see it since I'm not an educator is to help bring that science like I would with any medical mm -hmm. um, entity into okay they're they're in the classroom this is where they have the issues so what makes sense with the science that we know okay well i know you're smart like jeff says <laughs> not super smart because you're back here twice but uh and very accomplished and i'm and, here and, every week what does that say about me <laughs> we're in trouble but you know to realize how personal it was i was looking at your website um the louisiana key academy website and your quote says I started Louisiana Key Academy with another mom of a dyslexic child. We started the school out of frustrations, disbelief, and a desire to change the options for other children. So this is very, very personal to you, right? Yeah, so, um, so both of our kids, and mine in particular, um, you know, it was like, again, like parents know, like, why? I know she's smart and people, everybody has an opinion, right? Sure. Whether it makes sense or not, they all have their mm. opinion. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, they're gonna learn to read, but the, you know, it wasn't. And, and so it took, mm. you know, th that's the whole point, um, like you were talking about getting to it early, a, knowing that they're dyslexic and then getting them to the teachers that are trained with the right curriculum because they can learn to read they do learn to read they're always going to read a little bit slower there are mm -hmm. spellings atrocious but you know in this day and age it's they need the self-esteem mm -hmm. they know if they're smart then then as they get the foundations they also add the technology pieces which have text-to-speech, speech-to-text, mm -hmm. you know, grammarly, and so they can be successful like many dyslexics are, Charles Schwab, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, the list goes on. Einstein, we, Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, so we just want that because it's so yeah. common for kids that wouldn't normally get an opportunity in a public school, which is mm -hmm. what we are, a charter public school. 
and because I believe it's a workforce issue. Hmm. Uh, and it, so it's a personal issue, like it's important for my self-esteem for the dyslexic, it's important mm -hmm. for their parents, but it's so important for the community. Sure. Because this, these are people that are bright that can help with creating jobs, working jobs. Well, I imagine it's devastating for the kids who can't read early on. They probably start to fall behind really quickly. Like, I can't read, people start to make fun of them, and these days bullying is getting worse and worse. And so what's happening to the kids that they can't read and they just think they're dumb or everyone tells them they're dumb when really they just have this inability to read the way everybody else does. Right, and that's, I think, is really important. So thank you for saying that because if you look at the options, if the child's not ever told they're dyslexic and they just go through school struggling and the parent doesn't know why they're struggling, then they're more likely to drop out of school not to go to college for sure, not to finish high school, and even there's a chance of incarceration in prison, as opposed to, oh, I'm smart, I'm struggling, this is what I need, this is what you know I'm good at, and I'm gonna be able to do what I wanna do. It's a huge game yeah. changer. How do the uh, kids uh, take to that, the dyslexic children, when, when you point out to them what the problem is, I mean, are they relieved or they, they just they jump into the, the curriculum uh, with enthusiasm? How do they respond? Yeah, I, I well, the kids at our schools um, are relieved. And, and mm. I think there's enough um, data to show that kids are relieved because, again, they're smart and you know kids are very intuitive right they mm -hmm. know what the teacher may be thinking or their parents may be thinking oh i'm not working hard enough or i'm not that smart and so it's a huge relief like okay there's a name for the reason i'm struggling and again i have the ability to fulfill my dreams mm -hmm. and then at our schools I think it's great because the kids can see other kids and they're like, oh, you know, Mary or Rhonda or Steve or whatever, they're, they're smart, but they have dyslexia too. Mm. So it just gives them a different perspective. Yeah. Take us through the timeline here. You, start, you started your first school in, in Baton Rouge, I guess, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Ten years ago, we're celebrating our 10th year. Baton Rouge is K through 8th grade and is adding the high school in August. Great. We're starting with the ninth grade and we'll go on from there. And then a year ago, we opened a school in Covington for the North Shore area, which mm -hmm. actually has kids that come from the New Orleans area, mm -hmm. which just shows you that the parents will drive. And then um, this year, this August, we're in the building now, so to speak. Um, <laughs> we'll start the school here in Caddo for Caddo, but also the surrounding parishes. And so where's the, where's the physical plant here? So it's 261 Author Avenue. It's the uh, old Author Circle School. Arthur Circle School, but it's on Arthur Avenue. I like that. <laughs> well, I remember when you were here before, you were like, well, we think, we think we're going to secure a facility, and that's why we're excited to have you back, because it's actually secured. It, it's man There's a principal on site now, so people can go and visit. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Pam Barger is our principal, homebred, uh, an educator here in the Shreveport area. She is there on site every day, and every Wednesday we have either 
uh, an open house mm -hmm. on site or a virtual uh, open house or Wednesday or any day if you want to sign up for a tour that's available as well so mm -hmm. we, we are there and I think it's a it's a time and a place to come and learn more about what dyslexia is see the school ask questions and if, and if folks want to sign up for these tours how do they do that yeah so our website is lkaschools.com and the website has everything um, and also the phone number so you can either call it or make it uh, the appointment on the internet okay say the address again lka louisiana key academy so lkaschools.com and we have an open house tomorrow from noon to five so um if you hurt i don't know if every wednesday yeah every wednesday virtual or open or mm -hmm. a tour okay and how's the uh, how's the response been so far here? Well, the the Shreveport area has been wonderful. I mean, we've raised money. Uh, we have community supports um, with businesses, which has been great. And now um, we have parents that are coming out, going through the application process. It's just getting the yeah. word out. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. The word is getting out and people are applying. It is. I just think people need to understand my smart kids struggling. Don't delay. Don't say like, I'll see how they do next year. I'll see how they do next month. Mm -hmm. come and in, that's, come and that's in something you provide is testing, right? So if someone thinks no matter if they live in Shreveport, Bossier or around, no matter if they used to go into high-end private schools or public schools like me and Jeff, I don't know where you went to school. You probably went to Harvard, but <laughs> yeah, it, right. this is, is this for anybody to, to apply? And then do they come in? How do they get tested to see if they even have to? Yeah, so so on the um, website, there's a screening process which starts the whole process. And if you have any questions, you again, just you can call Pam, but you start the screening process. And if it looks like you're at risk for dyslexia, mm -hmm. then we do the testing for free. You don't have to go elsewhere. You, you 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 just go through this process and we will do that testing which free, free is a big deal because what I'm understand in the yeah. past it's been very expensive yes it can cost thousands and usually cost thousands of dollars and wow. and we knew that was an obstacle mm -hmm. so that's why we provide that that's awesome I mean that that's that's pretty fantastic it uh, I, I can't imagine people that might even think they're having this problem to turn that service down right that, is there a certain stigma about it? What, what do you think it is that slows people down from, from saying, from getting tested, from considering this might be an issue? Oh, I think it definitely has a stigma. I mean, when I was, when my child was young and it was the tone, they said the word dyslexia. Mm. And, um, but that's like, that's so old school. Like we mm -hmm, now, right. and that's why it's so important. We know all these smart people and it has nothing to do with intelligence. And so it's not going to go away. So you've got to embrace it. And, and, you know, a lot of people just talk about how it helps them develop perseverance, to have this incredible creativity. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's um, understanding what it is <laughs> so that you get the skills to learn how to read when you're young, but that you also then own it and take your creativity and your other strengths mm. Uh, and go forward. So I'm sure this isn't an inexpensive process. What, what's the advantage of creating a completely separate school as opposed to just 
adding programs to a, to a traditional school? That's a great question. You have good oh, come questions. Come on, that's a whole. That's the first time anyone's ever said that <laughs> right then, uh, on the show. You very much. <laughs> All right, we can close. Repeat guest another first. <laughs> so it, yeah, no people because people do wonder like, are you some? Is this some kind of weird school? But we're like a totally <laughs> normal school. It's like mm -hmm. that old TV show Weird Science. Right? <laughs> I don't remember that. And I'm sure you probably <laughs> yes, went I there. Do. But um, <laughs> but we're we're we have to follow you know the state mm -hmm. standards. So we have every subject. Um, we have um, ancillary things like art and PE and sports. And so, nice. but what it does is we're taking what was the National Reading Panel pub published and we're t giving the kids 90 minutes in small groups for that reading instruction. And they get 90 minutes of math because math has a lot of language. So you're not getting pulled out where sometimes that's awkward for kids. Mm -hmm. You know, you're surrounded with other kids and you don't have to go to a tutor after school. You know, mm. you go to school, you get what you need, you learn and um, you, you're moving forward in your education. And then after school, you can go have fun. Mm. <laughs> you, you know, as opposed yeah. to having to right. go to a tutor, right. which kids do and, and that's, one expensive and two uh especially when the younger kids that's a lot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i imagine there's some economy of scale i guess when every instead of having to just have a, a teacher or a room for two kids then you have a whole classroom where it's completely um you're, you're able to put all the what, what am i trying to say you're, you're using all your resources on a large group instead of just small groups right so it makes it feasible because mm -hmm. of the of the scale factor yes it's still expensive but it it's important because again dyslexia mm. is so common and the outcome can be so devastating mm. there has to be a solution for right. everybody not just families with extra income so yeah. this is the solution yeah. for every family for if you have a dyslexic child that you get what your child needs and they can be incredibly successful so when you're uh, when you have a child that's dyslexic and you're starting to pick up on some of this what's the earliest age that you start noticing some of these things that the, the child might be having this problem or the struggle so when they in kindergarten we can ha so we ha have a kindergarten now we added a kindergarten okay. we cannot test till the end of kindergarten but we have a pretty good idea in kindergarten because you know, it's not like you go in first grade and you just start reading. You've mm -hmm. acquired that oral language. You're learning that alphabet. Yeah. You, the child's been talking since two years of age. So you're, again, taking those, that, that spoken word, and then the next is to match it to the letters, which you start doing with the alphabet and mm -hmm. some simple books in kindergarten. So, so if it's not there then in first grade we already know the kids are behind we have that that published data so so certainly kindergarten is when we can start saying we really want to test this child at the end of kindergarten and we mm -hmm. really want to give them a rich kindergarten experience so that when they enter first grade they're getting everything they need and they're, you know, 
closing that gap? I mean, this this might be a dumb question, but does the uh, dyslexia show up in the uh, spoken word just uh, in itself, or does it got to be the spoken word matched with the written word? So, see, that's a great question. <laughs> one for you, too. <laughs> this is like the best show ever. <laughs> we both got one. So, I try not to get too complicated, mm -hmm. because the, the biggest thing people know is they're have trouble learning how to read, and spelling's awful. But if you think about it, it's all connected in the brain. Mm -hmm. You're going from the print to what it means, but then you're, the reverse is you're taking what's in your brain, the print, and speaking it. So if they're nervous, I won't you could probably guess some people that are famous, but they will come out with a mispronunciation. So um, uh, that's very common. So yes, we see it in the speech. And, we, and so what'll happen are two things. One, people will be afraid to read out loud or speak mm -hmm. extemporaneously because they mm -hmm. might get it wrong. Um, and two, um, if they're out, they will want, you know, notes and to rehearse, but yes. Okay. Well, you were talking about research that you'd done earlier and didn't want to get too scientific. I understand, didn't want to go over minor Jeff's head. That happens all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> <go for it. laughs> well, he's tall. But, <laughs> but one thing, I think I heard that you did a research where you went and talked to prisoners and because you talked about earlier how it could lead to incarceration and the first time I heard that I was like that seems kind of weird but you actually you spoke with prisoners so to, to bring around the seriousness of this I mean loving our kids and want to make sure our kids get the best that's one thing that's awesome and important but also just for the um, for people that worry about how much this costs I would think that if it leads to incarceration that cost is significantly more expensive than early education yes Yes, and so, you Can know. you see what I did there, no, Jeff? No, you lost me there. Sure, Explain it, Dr. Laura. <laughs> so, so, again, you know, it, say you're at, you have a child whose parents may be split up, it may be a single parent, and the child is dyslexic, and they are struggling at school. Mm -hmm. And the school says, you know, gives no real reason for why the child is struggling, but maybe hints that maybe they're just not that bright. Mm. So, so a kid is, why would a child, why do you keep repeating to get beaten up day after day after school? So, so in the prison study, and the reason that I did the study was because I was desperate to try to call attention you know, if they're not going to listen to the science alone, maybe if I show the bad outcomes mm -hmm. in the prison. Mm -hmm. And we found that half of the prisoners that we tested are dyslexic. Hmm. Now, when we talked to them further, like you said, they dropped out in not only high school, they dropped out in middle school because they're smart. And, and again, if you're smart, you're, you're not going to keep going to a place that makes you feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And, and the cost of incarceration, you know, in a year for one prisoner is definitely more than the cost of, of what we're doing for a whole school. Mm. And so it's hard for allocation of resources, 
but it does seem to touch people in a way of, 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 of quite like this is not right, that we have mm -hmm. all these prisoners, you know, because the majority of the prisoners can't read for, for various reasons. About 80% of them, if you just look across an average, would be about 80%. And probably half of those would be dyslexic because it's hard mm. to navigate life if you cannot read. Mm -hmm. And again, these are, they're bright, but they're not reading. And no one's telling them why, and no one's helping them. See, now I get it. And when I got her answer, <laughs> see, I, 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 then I understood your question. <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Casty, for helping us out there. Um, <laughs> so, you, when did, why, obviously you had a child that was, that had this. What? spurred you to create, I mean, this is a big step from having a yes. child with the, the problem to creating schools Four like schools. you've done. Yeah. Well, again, it just doesn't seem fair. Mm. I, you know, our daughter was blessed that we had the money and the resources mm -hmm. and the background to get her what she needs and needed. But I think about all these other children who don't have that and mm. I don't think I don't think that uh, any system should be able to dismantle your future and, and and for severe dyslexics without any help uh, moderate to severe you're, you're really changing the trajectory of their life if they don't get what they need in school and that just doesn't seem right and Again, working with the Shaywitzes because they publish so many papers and they're so um, well versed on the science, that gave me the foundation. And mm -hmm. when people thought I was crazy, they were always there by my side. Mm -hmm. You know, they're Great. in the National Academy of Science. They're just not like, you know, anybody. So it's not like I'm making this up. Right. And so when you see it, and as a doctor, seeing that data and the science, it's like, we have to do something. Because if, if my daughter was with another family, I don't know where she would be. I don't think she would have gone on the trajectory. And that's mm -hmm. just, you wow. know, sobering. It is, I mean, so, I mean, I think it's, uh, you're to be commended for, yeah, uh, for doing what you're doing. I think, I mean, I guess when I was a kid, this is not anything I ever even knew about or yeah. was unaware of. And um, <coughs> to, to hear that it's just kind of widespread and, and I think so finally many some people us, are doing something about it, it's pretty cool. So many of us would just be like, oh, phew, I got my kid through it. Thank goodness. All right, let's now let's get her through college and let's get on with life. And you said, wow, we have an opportunity here to help so many people that don't, didn't have the opportunity our child did, and that's very commendable. Well, and I think, you know, when we were growing up, school was different, right? Mm -hmm. And so you could have dyslexia and you could get through it. You could be the class clown, you could be the mm -hmm. greatest athlete. The, the, the rigor of the academics and the standardized testing were different. Nowadays, mm -hmm. it'll derail you. Wow. So. Yeah. Well, so what problems are you facing now getting this school off the ground here? Uh, just the word out, getting the word out and, um, and let, helping people understand. Like you said, it's, it shouldn't be a stigma. It shouldn't be something you're embarrassed about. You're in great company. There's so many brilliant dyslexics. And mm. again, 
if you can tap into your strengths, your creativity, I mean, we need entrepreneurs, and we especially need entrepreneurs in Louisiana, and th these, these kids are well suited for that. So it's learning more about dyslexia, talking to others, encouraging them to at least come and give us, give us a look, learn some more. So if, you have kids, uh -huh. if you have kids, like I said earlier, if you have kids or know someone that does, you live in Shreveport, Bozier area, uh, Caddo, just where DeSoto, else? DeSoto, anywhere Webster around. Webster Parish. If you can drive, ride, right. or walk to get there, uh, take the opportunity, I guess, and go to your website and, and start doing the easy early tests. Right, ask questions. We had about a minute left here, so again, to, like, give us all your where you're located, your web address, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we're at 261 Author Avenue, which is in the Broadmoor neighborhood. It's a lovely neighborhood. Our website is lkaschools.com. If you go to our website, you'll see the phone number for Pam, who's the principal. And again, every Wednesday we have an open house, virtual or in person. We have tours every Wednesday, or you could have a tour any day. Okay. Mm. Is there a limit to the number of kids you accept? Yes, yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> so get there early, oh, right? Oh, what are the grades that you yes, accept Yes, so right we're, now? we'll have K through fourth grade, and then every year we'll add a grade tour through K through eighth grade. Okay. But yes. Yeah. So if the parents are out there to think the problems for their kids, they need to get in touch with you. Right. I'm, I'm concerned there'll be a rush like at the last minute. And mm -hmm. so if you don't say like I'm going on vacation and I'll look at it at the end of the summer, it'd be better to do it now. Okay. All right. Excellent. I think, I think that's going to wrap it up. Again, our first uh, repeat visitor here. And it was a, a pleasure visiting with you again. I, I thank y'all both. I mean, I think down the road it's uh, be worth doing this one more time. Oh, right? good, good. I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right, Dr. Laura Cassidy of the Louisiana Key Academy, um, dealing with the problem of dyslexia. If you think your child might have that problem, this is the person to get in touch with or at least go to the website, right? Yes. And that'll get you started. All right, again, thanks for joining us for this podcast of Good to Know Shreveport Bossier. Brought to you by the Committee of 100 and KTBS Television. Tell everybody about the podcast. New content every other Wednesday. And for more information, check us out at goodtoknowsb.com. So have a great day. And uh, as always, this is Good to Know. See you.